Welcome to a fresh episode of the Breakfast Pizza Podcast. I'm JR, joined as always with Lucas. Yeah, buddy. Remote this week. Remote squeezing this thing into the holiday season. It has been, whew, man, it's busy. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, if you could I mean, see the floor of this room right here, you could see the busy on the floor. It's, well, it's a mess. Yeah, I mean, it is just a wild time. There's so much stuff going on. Um, it makes it makes it quite the adventure. Um, but there's a lot of things that happened since our last episode. Yeah. So um, the first topping that we have uh, today is we had a documentary get released on Christmas Day mm-hmm. on Fox, the All Madden documentary. Yep. And by now, everyone will have heard that John Madden did pass away. Yeah. Um, which is very sad. Um, but the, so kind of wanted to talk for a minute about the documentary. I don't know if you got a chance to see it, Lucas. I haven't yet. No. So there were a few things that I thought were awesome. It really showcased a lot of his time as a coach. And I did not know that he is the, has the uh, best winning percentage of any coach that has coached at least 100 games. I didn't know that either. I mean, yeah. I know John I, mean, like, I know John Madden's an all-time great coach, but that was before my time, you know. Yeah, so like his winning percentage is like 103 and 27 or something. I wow. guess ridiculous. That's very impressive. <laughs> Uh, which I mean, like they went to the AFC championship, like five or six years in a row, like and he only coached wow. for 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's pretty wow. good. That is, um, that's impressive. So that was really cool. And then it goes back through all the Madden stuff. And I mean, like we all grew up playing Madden. Madden was, especially after they got rid of NCAA football, it was the football game. A hundred percent. Um, there was other ones that tried to come out, but nothing was as good as Madden. Um, yeah, and it was amazing. Uh, so he will be remembered forever. Yeah, I mean the name Madden and football are so synonymous anymore that, and part of that's due to the video game, but part of it's due to what he did as a coach. It just involved with the game, commentating for years. So Madden and football yeah, I mean, are inseparable. Madden and Brett Favre, yeah. Madden and I mean, what yeah, what amazing, Favre. yeah. It, <laughs> uh, Frank Caliendo, um, mm-hmm. I thought about Frank Caliendo and some of his bits about John Madden. Uh, they even touched on the turducken. Oh, did they really? Yeah, it was in there. It was cool. It's uh, it's been replaying on Fox Sports One, and I think they're having like a John Madden marathon on one of the networks I saw, um, which is super cool. Like what, and like maybe one of the most iconic figures ever. His voice was something that stood out from anybody else. When you heard John yeah. Madden, you knew you were listening to John Madden. Yeah, so I just I, thought it was yeah. awesome. And I thought it was awesome that he was able to watch the documentary. And I read a report that said uh, he was watching it with his family. And after he was walking, I was like, what was your favorite part? What was your favorite part? And I don't know, like that was just super cool. That um, is. So anyways, rest in peace to John Madden. 
Yep, for sure. So, uh, and if you had anything else to add to John Madden, I, I mean, I don't think so. I didn't either. I mean, uh, was he 85? So, not like a mm-hmm. not like a huge shock. Not to say that everybody 85 years old is getting ready to, you know, go. But uh, well, so I hadn't heard a, from John Madden in a long time. Right? Same. It's been yeah. a while. So when I watched the documentary on Christmas Day, and they had like it was him sitting in the chair watching people talk about him. I wasn't sure if they like recorded part of this and and he was dead when they recorded it because I honestly didn't know if John so this sounds horrible right but I hadn't heard from him in a while and I was watching this and I was just like there was a big build up about it and I was like did did John Madden pass away and this was before the documentary and then I was too afraid to ask but I guess like Google would have answered that question for me um I assume I wasn't the only person that wondered that. I, I couldn't mean, probably have not. Probably not. Yeah. Anyways. Um, all right. Let's move on. Uh, so one other small thing from Christmas Day, Lucas. All right. Uh, ESPN2 uh, was showing the American Kennel Club sports. <laughs> uh, so I watched the AKC fastest dog competition. Um, and it was like a hundred meter dash of dogs. So there were dachshund um, <laughs> doing hundred meter dashes, which was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, legs, there were corgis. Like three inches long. Yeah. There were corgis, which by the way, they're much faster than I think you would think by looking at them, um, which they are farm dogs. So that does make sense. Deceptively um, quick. And then also there were French bulldogs. They were pretty quick too. And they were little muscular things running down through there. It's funny. <laughs> but the uh, whippets and the greyhounds really stole the show. And it's 100 meters. And I think the whippet that won was like 6.3 something <laughs> seconds. That's crazy. Which is like 35 miles an hour or something. Like just unbelievable. That's fast. That's so fast. Right? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, but anyways, all right. Back to other things. Um, the coaches carousel has begun yeah. for some teams that have fired coaches. So the Raiders and the Jaguars, um, they are allowed to start interviewing coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Jaguars are allowed to reach out to teams to interview their coordinators. Um, so I know that the Jaguars reached out to the Cowboys to interview Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. I think they also reached out to the Buccaneers for Byron Leftwich. Yep. I thought there was another one too. Uh, I don't you know why I thought Caldwell, that. Caldwell, but Oh, Jim not. Caldwell, but he's not a, yeah, he's not an active coach. Um, right. But Jim Caldwell was in the conversation. And I thought Nathaniel Hackett, the Green Bay quarterback mm-hmm. coach. Yeah. So I That's thought he was the other one in the mix. Um, I haven't heard anything about the Raiders. I personally wouldn't be surprised if Rick Saccia actually got to keep that job because he's done a pretty darn good job. I would agree. They've, they've given the circumstances. Yeah. They have performed better than I thought they would given the circumstances and that I don't see that being a very desirable job. Um, 
So I think yeah, if, I don't... if maybe you've got a guy who's doing a pretty good job, you hang on to that dude because I don't see you really attracting a whole lot of folks with that situation. I I agree with you. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that that's really something that. I don't think a lot of people would want to go there. I think Jacksonville is more appealing because there seems to be more upside. Yeah, agreed. And I think you can be successful there. Um, yep. But Oakland is bad and needs to rebuild. Uh, and yeah. That's just not an attractive place to go into. Jacksonville also is working on rebuilding, but they've got some potential. They've got talent. There's opportunity. Oakland's getting ready to, they're on the way down, getting ready to smack into the bottom hard. Jacksonville yeah. already smacked into the bottom. I really think that Jacksonville, a coach like Jim Caldwell would go wonders down there. I really do. Um, just because I think he's a pretty good coach. I think he, I mean, he was in Detroit and was very successful for Detroit. That's uh, something right there. Like multiple winning seasons. <laughs> Yeah, they went like nine and seven three years in a row. They went to the playoffs. They got beat by the Cowboys in the playoffs, but he took them to the playoffs. It's hard to win at all in Detroit. Yeah, Yeah. and I also think Marvin Lewis probably Mm -hmm. another coach that's going to get a little more attention. Yep. Um, and you know I don't think people give him enough credit for the success that he had in Cincinnati. Yeah, he was a great coach for a long time in Cincinnati. Um, Yep. Uh, that's as much as the coach carousel that I know about. Yeah, same. Just getting started, but it should heat up here shortly. Well, here in two weeks, there's going to be a lot of coaches fired. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's for sure. I was going to say, we'll, we'll know in the next few weeks, things will start moving a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so I expect Matt Nagy to be fired. Yes. Um, will the Broncos fire Fangio? One? They have to. Because right? they, they certainly should. To. Yeah. <laughs> they they need to. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. Is Pete Carroll out in Seattle? It's possible. That would be kind of a big thing because he's been there for so long and was successful. But I, I don't hate it if they get I, rid of him. I think there's a better chance that he retires than he gets fired. I would agree with that. I mean, he's what? He's 70 or 71, too? He is in good shape for his age, though. Oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh, I hope I'm like that when I'm 70. Dude's amazing. But it feels like the Seattle thing's over. I'm like that when I'm 50. Yeah, I would agree. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so let's jump over. So the playoffs are just around the corner. Yeah. We have have a lot of teams that are in the race. Um, mm-hmm. in the AFC still, the NFC's fairly settled. Yeah. For the most, um, there's only like two spots available, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really only one. Yeah. I was going to say, and it, it's, yeah. The 49ers pretty much have the one locked up for the most part. Yeah. So the other one's sort of up in the gra- up in the air. Um, but in that spot you have, uh, some teams that are rising and we have some teams that are falling. That's for so, sure. So, uh, Lucas, why don't you give me two teams that you think are fading as the season ends? AFC, NFC, all over? Uh, anywhere, just two teams. Yeah, okay. Well, the Cardinals are a big, fat, obvious fade. 
just fade <laughs> hard. I mean, we've been saying it for like three, four weeks well, all year. Yeah. Like I just don't, yeah. I don't buy it. Fade the Cardinals hard. Uh, how did, I mean, how did they, the Colts had no one. On yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They had, they had no one. The Cardinals are not, and they're just not good. I don't, anyways. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah. Fade, fade the Cardinals. They're just not doing it. Um, there's a couple other teams that are, eh, yeah. So the Dolphins are currently, I, I don't feel like they're, I'll, I'll point them out because I wanted to talk about their, their schedule as well. Uh, they're currently kind of in the hunt on the bubble, could make the playoffs. The Dolphins are bad. They're not good. They, they're on a seven game winning streak. And it is the worst, most meaningless winning streak ever. They have played no one. And I mean I did look at no that. No one. They I looked have, at the game side by side and went, Ugh, like Yeah. They, I'm trying to find it here because it was it it is absolutely well, they beat the Ravens and that seemed like a big win, but we have now learned that all you have to do is play zero blitz. Yeah. And you win. Not as not as big as we thought. Not as big as we thought. So let's see where it is. Okay, so it was Texans, Ravens, Jets, Panthers, Giants, Jets, Saints with Ian Book as quarterback. That's their win streak. That's ridiculous. So the Dolphins are in the hunt in quotation marks. Fade the Dolphins. They're not good. There's other. Well, they control their own. They control their own destiny, Lucas. I, if they beat the Titans and the Patriots, then they will make the playoffs. They're not winning both of those games. They're probably not winning either one of those games. Even if they do, yeah. they're losing their first game in the playoffs. Now, I will say, I think Tua has played a lot better, and I give him a lot of credit considering the fact that the entire world was talking about how they should get rid of him for Deshaun Watson. I agree. He's done a good job of having a good second half of the year. Yeah, that, w- that would be a rough situation to be in. Um, for is. me, I would fade. I think the Patriots are fading. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we thought we were going to find out a lot about them. They played against the Bills and, uh, you know, it was 40 mile an hour wins. <laughs> and yeah. Mac Jones threw the ball three times and they yeah. won the game. Um, then they go on the road and they get beat by Indy. And Jonathan Taylor just ran all through their defense. Yes, he did. Um, and then they go at home against Buffalo and just get trucked. <laughs> uh, there's no other way to put it. They got trucked. Yeah, by that's the a good term for what happened there. Yeah. And I don't know. Like they play the Dolphins at the end of the season. I think they could beat the Dolphins, but also I don't know if they can. I remember the beginning of the season, it was a really close game. So who knows what's going to happen, but it seems like the offense with Mac Jones that seemed so good is kind of getting figured out a little bit. Yeah. It's coming back to earth. Um, I also think the last game, uh, Stevenson was out, which. Like Harris is good and Bolden makes some good plays, but I think Stevenson is where their run game is actually made up. So that was a big loss, I think, for him not to be there. 
Uh, the second team that I'm going to fade, and this may sound surprising, sort of how you said a team fading that was actually on a winning streak. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think the Packers are fading. Ooh. Coming yeah, after so, A-Rod I mean, up there. Well, it's it's not coming after A-Rod. It's coming. Well, first of all, I, Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. <laughs> He's so good. He really is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just, he doesn't make mistakes, but he still makes insane plays and yeah. he's done it his entire career. Like when they put up the stats where he broke Aaron or Brett Favre's touchdown record for the Packers, and then they show the number of interceptions. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so once he's got 30 plus touchdowns, four interceptions on the season. That's ridiculous. It is. It's um, insane. Yeah, so anyways, I it's not that he's fading, but I do think that their offense has been struggling. I don't know that the offense really has a true identity where I think a lot of times last year they did where it was a lot of run, set-up passes with a lot of motion. And it seems like when they're most successful now, it's Aaron Rodgers in shotgun run in motion to get Devontae Adams singled up on someone and throw it to Devontae Adams. Yeah. It feels like that's where they're most successful. It feels like the run game really hasn't been successful. Which is weird because they had yeah, they had a, a part in the middle where and I still I'm a big fan of AJ Dillon. I really, I really like AJ Dillon a lot. And so I yeah. I mean AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones together makes sense. It seems like that should really work. But it hasn't quite yeah. Click well, like I here's the thing, would. and this is why it's not because of their offense, which I do think their offense has some holes. Yeah, I don't think their offense is great. I think Aaron Rodgers is great. I don't think their offense is great. I agree. Um, but their defense played really well in the middle of the season. Yeah. Um, their defense, it kind of gets covered up by the fact that Baker Mayfield threw the ball to them four times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three three times, and then the fourth time, Russell Douglas, who I love from West Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, he 100% <laughs> held committed pass interference. <laughs> how that's not called, I have no idea how that wasn't called. I don't right? either. That was a big miss. I mean, it's a huge miss. That's a I game mean, in the balance miss. He's tugging the jersey and pulling the receiver it's as the ball's coming. It's all the textbook telltale signs. Yeah. All of them. So the defense is not playing well, and uh, the Browns are just stupid because I would have just handed the ball off to Chubb and just did hurry up with running dive plays. Yeah. I would have went full like Patriots and Buffalo 40-mile-an-hour wind. Uh, They couldn't stop it, dude. They could not stop the run, and this is multiple weeks that we've seen them not be able to stop the run. It happened against Baltimore. They should have lost to Baltimore. Yep, and they definitely should could have lost to the Browns. Well, that and flag, we know that both of those teams, we know both of those teams are not good. Yeah, they're they're not considered like, to be on the level that the Packers are for sure. The Packers right. should beat both of those teams handily. Yeah, so uh, I will say this: it is much more important for the Packers to have home field advantage than it ever has been, because without Lambeau Field, they lose to the Ravens. Or that was in Baltimore, wasn't it? I honestly don't remember now. 
it's all jumbled together. The Browns was at Lambeau, right? I'm pretty yeah. sure that's true. Yeah, they are not winning those games away from home. I, I will yeah, say that I, if if it comes down to the Packers and Cowboys, if they're playing in Dallas, I like Dallas's chances a whole lot more than if they're playing in Lambeau. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. Lambeau feels so, a big home field advantage. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some risers. Who's who's ascending? Well, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, we'll start with I'll say Bills are one team ascending. Bills very high expectations at the beginning of the year. You know, Super Bowl bound, all that stuff. Dipped. Didn't start so hot. Struggled through the middle of the year. The Patriots look like they're coming back. The Patriots take over the number one seed in the conference. Um, however, I think the Bills are bouncing back a little bit. Um, they're on the rise. I don't know that expectations really ever completely fell through the floor, um, but I certainly think they were lowered. And I think they're starting to rise again now. Uh, they beat the Patriots, which was a big game. I mean, that was a big game for them. Um, and so winning that, I think, helps a ton. I think the Bills are on the rise. I still don't know how much I believe them because I still don't think they can run or stop the run. Um, but they are at least dangerous. Um, so I think the bills are rising. And um, I, I'm going to go AFC again. I don't, I don't know rising, but in my head at least, the Bengals are becoming more dangerous every day. Uh, Joe Burrow's really, really, really good. He had an all-time game this past week. Uh, I, I don't see any huge, massive, glaring weak spots on the Bengals. Like that's that's kind of the thing. Like their defense is good. It's not exceptional. It's it's okay. Their offense is above average. Joe Burrow is certainly above average. Joe Mixon above average. I think they've got talent. T. Higgins has come on super strong. Jamar Chase is still playing well. Um, so I just don't see any huge, huge, huge weak spots. And I think they are good enough to beat anybody on any given day. And I'm liking them more and I'm believing them more every week. So I'll, I'll take Bills and Bengals as teams on the rise headed into the playoffs. So I love the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, there is a riser. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. That is... A fantastic group of really yeah. young playmakers. Oh, it is. All so much talent on the edges for that team. Skill positions are loaded on offense. Yeah. Uh, the offensive line seems to be better. It could get improved. Yeah, um, it's not great, but I it's think not that's, a weak spot. That's probably the biggest weakness is when you get in the pass rush. And we know from experience of watching the playoffs, when a team has a good pass rush, they can get after the quarterback without having to blitz. It is very important in the playoffs. Yeah, very, very, very. I mean, you go back to the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They did yep. that because they absolutely ran over top of the Patriots offensive line with four people. Yep. They probably they could have done it with two. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my big risers, um, I'm going to take the Colts. Nice. The Colts yeah. have been ascending for a while. I think we all kind of thought they were going to get to where they're at now, and they're there. Jonathan Taylor is a bona fide MVP candidate. Yes, he's sir. really good. 
He's better than um, anyone thought he would be. Yeah, he's he's very good. Um, Carson wins as long as he doesn't make mistakes and he makes the one or two plays that he has mm-hmm. to make. Yeah, he doesn't have been to make. Doing it. He has been. So hopefully that continues. Um, I still want to know what happened in the Patriots game with Judon, where his quote was that Matthew Matt Judon questioned his ability to reproduce. Not really sure what that was about. Uh, more context would be would be nice (laughs) I don't know I I still don't understand what that was about Uh, my other rising team I think I'll stay in the NFC since you went AFC for two um, is actually going to be the Eagles Ooh! so they've been ascending Uh, Jalen Hurts is playing pretty good Um, I have to admit I was wrong Devontae Smith is legit yeah the fact that he him is, and Waddle have both been really successful this year is mind-blowing to me. I thought they were both going to stink. Yeah, That's I didn't really like I either one Ruggs, of them. I thought Ruggs and Judy were both busts. So I just and, assumed that Waddle and Smith were also going to be. Uh, Smith is amazing. Mm-hmm. So if I had to categorize it, I think Waddle reminds me of uh, Landry. Mm, yeah. I could see that. And I think Smith reminds me of OBJ. Really? Uh, just like in the, they both came from the same school. Mm-hmm. They're both very talented and very good. But like, I think Waddle's more like Landry and Smith is more like OBJ. Yeah. I think more like is true. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. In that sort of comparison, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Their defense is still playing great or good. Uh, their run game's very good. I did see. I thought Miles Sanders was injured, so that would he is. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's I, not, as far as I know, that, it's possible out this week, but shouldn't be out long term. Yeah, that's not super helpful. Um, but I think they play Washington this week, and then Dallas. So I think if I don't know if they have to win both to get in. They might be able to just win one of them. If so, I think they get into the playoffs because I don't think they beat Dallas. I just yeah, I, w- I would agree there. Yeah. But um, I would also say Dallas is one of the ascending teams. But I don't want to just layer the entire podcast with me talking about the Cowboys. Although yeah. I will. <laughs> <laughs> You're not above that, huh? Yeah, like I'll do it. I'm going to be wrong. I just didn't want to do it right now. Um, All right. So I think we covered all that. Now it's time to talk about our beloved teams, Lucas. Can I go first? I want to start with you. Yeah. Yeah. I want to start with you. Let's just do this. Let me me set the premise. So if anyone missed it, uh, the Steelers played, in quotes, at Kansas City this week. they lost by a few points. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of points. Yeah. It, and it was it was not as close as the score showed. Correct. Uh, but Lucas... It might as well have been 100. Go ahead. Let us know what you thought. Uh, we're... We are bad. <laughs> we are bad. It was absolutely miserable 
to watch just everything, everything go wrong, make the worst calls I've ever seen. We had, if I'm not mistaken, there was a third and one, and we threw a pitch. We were 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage when the running back caught the ball. We needed one yard. You have to be kidding me. It is just the absolute stupidity. And I can't, I don't know anymore. Like we were, we were talking about as I was watching the game with my uncle. What, who, I don't know who's calling the place. I don't know if it's Ben. I don't know if it's Canada, but Canada acts shocked whenever the pitch play didn't work. Like they had a picture of him in the booth and he like throws his hands up and walk. And I was like, that's the worst call I've ever seen. Third and one, you threw a pitch. The deepest pitch I've ever seen in my life. And that is just, that is, that's everything wrong with Pittsburgh. We are just doing the dumbest thing possible. We're making the worst play calls. We're making the worst decisions. Our offensive line is bad. Ben Roethlisberger almost handed the ball off to the defensive tackle for Kansas City. Like he turned, he half turned his head and the defensive tackle just pops the ball out of his hands. Touchdown. Let's, let's tack another touchdown on. It's terrible. Um, I mean, it's just, I we need to uh, completely rebuild the offensive line. Completely. Uh, we need a quarterback bad. We need help in the secondary bad. We tackled so horribly. Our tackling was bad. Our tackling was embarrassingly bad. Everything was bad. Like I, all right. I, I have. I literally have nothing positive to say. I'm just going to rant about almost every area of Pittsburgh's game. So, all right, let me help you out. Uh, Claypool made a couple really nice catches. Right, he did. Uh, Johnson had a couple drops. Johnson. Uh, well, he had a couple drops, but the drops didn't really start till after he had the f- drop that was actually a fumble Correct. when no one was in five yards of him. Yeah, he just uh-huh. palmed the ball and then dropped it. Oh. <laughs> uh, that one made me laugh. I was like, Phew, that was so bad. Um, and to top it off, you had to listen to Tony Romo call the entire game. I know. And- <laughs> Romo said the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say though on a podcast. When we were down 33 or whatever to three, whatever it was, 30 to three, 33. I don't know. Somewhere in there. Uh, there's five minutes left or something like that. Pittsburgh has the ball. We're driving, kind of. We've got a first down. We're on we're on uh, Kansas City side of the field. Romo says, and I quote, "If you want any chance of winning this game, you got to get one in the end zone right here." Any That's chance fair. of winning That's this true. game, Romo? Any chance of winning the game? There's like four minutes left in the. We're down thirty. We have forty yards in the game. There's no chance. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. So, Lucas, I, you Pittsburgh Steelers fans are so fickle. You get so upset when your team's down and you just think all the whole world's going to fall apart. Um, let, me, let me just tell you, other fans of other teams, we like to still believe in our team even when we're losing. We like to think that our team can come back and win, but your team is awful. All right. We were down 30. There was, there was a situation apparently in the game with Ray Ray McLeod. I don't know what that was. Um. Apparently, like Tomlin was getting on to him for something. The taunting um, penalty? Maybe that's what it was. 
Yeah, yeah. there was a taunting penalty. It was complete BS. But that that's it well, I mean, in the NFL now. It's it's it. The rule stinks, but the rule has stayed the same. It has. If you I, get I up agree. and you celebrate directly into someone's face, which is what he did, right he in front of the pass. referee. Yep. Yep. He called you are one going pass, to get flagged for it. Got a first down for like five yards. Got up, looked right like, in the defender's it, face, said something. Ref was standing right there. Flag. Yeah. If you want to point first down, just look at the ground while you do it. Or look at yeah. your hand. Don't look at anybody else. If you look at someone else, you're going to get flagged for taunting. He knows that. Mike Tomlin knows he knows that, which is why Mike Tomlin got on to him. But yeah. at the same time, a couple things. The first play of their offense was a flea flicker interception. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no way Matt Canada called that play. I refuse to believe that that's what happened. Maybe he did. I really, th- I mean. So here's a, here's another thing. Um, well, I guess not another thing, but just to follow on the Ray May, Ray, Ray McLeod, we, Mike Tomlin gets a lot of credit for building a winning culture and all this stuff in Pittsburgh. He has to be held responsible at some point for these stinking receivers. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Ray Ray McLeod, Juju, Claypool. Their immaturity is part of their culture. Absolutely. And you see it on you see it in other areas of the team too. And Yeah, you see it when number twenty five celebrating in the back of the end zone after breaking up one pass while you're down thirty points. Yeah. So again, I think I do think Tomlin's a really good coach. I, there's a bunch of people in Pittsburgh calling for Tomlin's job. Um, they were also calling for Canada to be left in. Um, yeah. But here's the deal. They had the offensive coordinator last year. And I just want to throw this out there. Their offense looks exactly like they did last year. Yep. With a new offensive coordinator. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to break the hearts of all the Steeler fans, but maybe, just maybe, the problems with the offense aren't the coordinator's problem, but the person the coordinator's calling the plays into. It's possible. It really is. Like, I'm not, I am so, no longer in any sort of denial about that. Yeah. Anyways, it's over. Enjoy the last two games. Um, if they beat the Browns on Monday night, uh, you don't have to buy me lunch. Yeah. Correct. It doesn't mean I have down to the buy you lunch. Here. Yeah. Because of the tie, the stinking tie. Yeah. You know they're going to go. You know they're going to win one of those two games and go eight, eight, and one. You know they are. We're going to get the nine. Come on, let's get the nine. Oh gosh, I hope they make the playoffs and then just get absolutely steamrolled by someone. I hope we make the one playoffs again. too, for Ben's sake, one last time. Why? Do you want to see him die on national no, television? No, I want to see him make the playoffs one last time. It would feel Why? like a ride off into the sunset. So he can lose by 50? We've That's what they've done, done the last two times. Yeah, and the teams were. they played, the teams that he had were better than this one. <laughs> I just want to make the playoffs one last time. I think it was Dan Orlowski that said, if you went into the season with the allure that Pittsburgh was going to be good, that's on you. <laughs> <laughs> that's not their fault. That's your fault. Um, which I thought was great. All right, let's talk about another blowout. Yeah, there um, was before we quick thing. There was a lot of bad football this weekend. 
There was a lot of blowouts. There was a lot of non-competitive games. There's a lot of garbage. Both of our teams played in one of those mm-hmm. games. Yeah, there was also some good games, though. Um, but the Washington football team came into Dallas, uh, which they were fans were chanting in D.C. We want Dallas or something. I don't. Yeah. This was their Super Bowl, apparently. Um, and they brought their. Uh, so two weeks ago when Dallas played at Washington, Dallas had uh, benches delivered heated benches because it was like 40 degrees outside and they wanted to have heated benches for their players. Um, and just as a precaution, just in case it got cold or something, I don't know. Anyways, uh, the benches got delivered with Dallas Cowboy graphics all over them. Mm -hmm. So when Washington came to Dallas, they had, um, air conditioned benches delivered because it was 80 degrees in Dallas. The dome was the roof was closed. Like uh, it was all, it was a dome at this point. So the Cowboys have their aluminum benches on the sideline and Washington had their air conditioned benches with their logos all on it. So start of the game, uh, Cowboys, the offense looked a lot better even to start with. They looked like they had a little bit of rhythm, but uh, the first drive ended with a punt. They punted to Washington and their opening play call was a fade route to Terry McLaurin, who was being covered by Trayvon Diggs. Now, I understand Scary Terry or whatever. <laughs> or, or whatever. I mean, if you're, if you're not doing a double move and trying to get him to bite and then go over the top, you're not running just a straight fade route on Diggs. Right? Like, at it's no point am I going to come on here. I'm not going to say that Diggs is the absolute best cover corner in the league. He's way too aggressive for that. Yeah. Uh, But he is a ball hawk, Mm -hmm. and he reacts very well. He does. Uh, He ended up running the route for McLaurin. He did. (laughs) Uh, He got got maybe the easiest interception the season, which, by the way, is still a good play on his It was. There was a lot of cornerbacks that don't make that play. And then they turned around, they ran the ball down the field, they went down the field. Dak looked to be in much better rhythm. He seemed to be throwing the ball better. The offense was on schedule. They were making plays. And I understand that the Washington defense, they even had some people out with COVID. I get that. I do. But it, wasn't, it doesn't matter because what we were seeing was – the Cowboys offense get back to doing what they were doing. Even if it was against a team that was a little depleted, it was good to see them get on schedule because Dak, without being hurried in the pocket, was not on schedule. He was missing people who were open. Yeah. He was making bad decisions. He didn't make bad decisions. There was one overthrow that I can remember that probably could have been picked off. Um. But for the most part, the offense played on schedule. They played much better. The offensive line, they ran the ball well. There wasn't a ton of running, rushing yards, but they did run well. Zeke ran hard. They're trying to limit Pollard to make sure he's fresh for the playoffs. He didn't play a lot, which was good because the opposing person in my fantasy league had Pollard on their team. Um, Worked out nice. But, yeah, uh, the highlights still. 
the defense, and I understand it's the Washington football team. People are going to say that, but it's still a professional football team, and they absolutely embarrassed them. Yeah. Uh, the Demarcus Lawrence play is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, that was a very, very athletic and impressive thing to do. And coming into the playoffs with Demarcus Lawrence healthy, Randy Gregory healthy, Micah Parsons doing what he does, that's dangerous. So, especially with a ball hawking secondary like they have. As a cowboy hater, I think it's safe to say that the Cowboys have the best defense in the NFL at the moment. I think so too. Like, yeah, honestly, like thinking about it, like, and I was trying to think like best defense, I was just going to say in the NFC for the playoffs, the only team that I think even comes close is probably the Rams, but they haven't played very well. I would agree. The Rams on paper are better, but the Rams haven't played like they should yet. And I mean, honestly, Parsons, Lawrence, and Gregory is an actual problem. So you talked about what if you can rush four guys and you mm-hmm. can put pressure on the quarterback, that bodes very, very well for you in the playoffs. That's what Dallas does. Like I, yeah. I watched the game and I was very impressed. I was like, their front four um, is really, really good. And Heineke was on roller skates. Dude. He was absolutely running for his life. He was, he was, I was concerned. It reminded me of the Fiesta Bowl. It reminded me of the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. (laughs) With Sam Bradford, WVU's just hammering him. Like, it felt like that. And then the Randy Gregory laying on the ground beside him. Yeah, rolling up next to him. That was hilarious. Yeah. People were like, how was that not taunting? I was like, "Uh," because I don't know, but it was funny. Yeah, it was. I'm glad they didn't throw a flag because it was great. That crew did not throw flags for anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was the illegal man downfield. Did you see that? I must have missed that one. I don't remember. Uh, it was a, I think Dak threw it to Schultz or something. And like immediately the linebacker that was beside him like points to the center. So it was like third and six. <laughs> and <laughs> the center was beyond the yard to gain when the ball was thrown. He Dear was seven God. yards downfield. Wow. Uh, I don't know how that gets missed, but it did. Whatever. Um, the refs are It probably didn't really. Week. Yeah, they are. Uh, but this team, this crew was bad because they didn't throw flags. Yeah, that's a different kind of bad than kind, used to. Yeah, I'll take that almost sometimes. Probably not. Feel the other way if it, went to, if it was a different result. Um, but it was 56 to 10. Three. Uh, I mean, it was something. Whatever like it was, it's really huge. Just, I mean, it was forty-two to three at halftime. Forty-two yeah, nothing. They put up forty-two nothing at half. I think that's unbelievable. It is forty-two points and a half of football is unreal. That's insane. And then, uh, then they blocked the the punt, <laughs> recovered it for a touchdown. Um, I, I mean, they are they are dangerous. If the offense is clicking and that defense plays the way they're playing, they are going to be hard to get out of the playoffs. Yeah, I don't even think the offense has to be great at this point. Their defense is good enough to where if their defense plays like they've been playing last few weeks, 
their offense just has to be a little above average. Their offense yeah, doesn't back, have to play to its full potential. I go back to like even the Chiefs game where they played and they lost the game, but the defense still played amazing. Right? I mean, yeah. They the defense didn't play as great against the Broncos, or the Raiders, but that I think those two are sort of castaway games. Like for whatever reason, the matchups just it didn't work. <laughs> um, but I feel really good going into the playoffs. Uh, I'm excited this week to watch them against the Cardinals because whether or not the Cardinals are fading or not, which we all think they are, they've still won ten games. Yeah, they're not a bad team. Hey, dude, the NFC could have four teams with 13-plus wins in the playoffs. I know. That's pretty wild. That's it's unbelievable. Wild. It is. And they all have to play, right? Like, yeah. they can't rest people because they're all yep. in line they're for They're all jockeying for position. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, which, by the way, I think that position is the most important. I think... Kansas City has pretty much locked up the one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Barring a total collapse. Yeah. But that game's going to be good this weekend. It is. I'm looking forward to see that that game between them and the Bengals. Well, all right. Let's talk about fantasy for a little bit. Let's do it. Um, so I made a big victory this weekend in the semifinals. Sweet. To, make to the finals in my fantasy football league. Congrats. I carried carried by T Higgins. Yeah, he um, was doing some carrying this week. Uh so I made a few mistakes. Um number 1, Michael Pittman is a player to fade the rest of the season. He's not getting as many targets and they're just not throwing the ball very much. So, yeah, I've faded him the last few weeks. I haven't started him. Yeah. Well, been a good I had I put him in because Godwin was out. Yeah. So I put him in. Um, I didn't realize that James Conner was going to be out for the Cardinals. If I would have known that, I would have put Chase Edmonds back in, who was sitting on my bench. Mm-hmm. Not a great place for him. Um, <laughs> just, you know. Um, so I kind of I messed that one up. I also had Kyler Murray starting at quarterback this week. Um and I had Dak Prescott sitting on my bench. Mm. Um, also, you know, not not the best thing. Um, who else did I have on bench? I had Dalton Schultz on my bench, too. He had a really big game. Big day. Yeah, big day. I started Goddard because I figured against the Giants, uh, he would have a big day, which he did not. I mean, Pittman still had an okay day. but Yeah, Pittman did all uh, right this week, but. Prescott, Edmonds, and Schultz is 75 points. Woo. A couple swings <laughs> like, and misses right there. Fortunate yeah, to still get started, a win. I started Russell Gage uh, against Detroit. Russell Gage, Dallas Goddard, and Kyler Murray, those three were 24 points. That's well, a 50-point swing. Yeah, that's enormous. I still scored 140. Wow. Thanks to T. Higgins, Cooper yeah. Cup, Nick Chubb. Like, I still had a yeah. good showing, but yeah, I left a lot of meat on the bone. I'm fortunate did. to win. 
make it to the finals for the second straight year. Uh, hopefully, hopefully I can be the bride, not the bridesmaid this year. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's, you know, the last probably five years that I've played fantasy football, I've been in the finals every single year. Not that I'm great at fantasy football. I, I guess I'm just lucky or I'm good. I don't know. Is anyone ever actually good at this? I think I am. Is it really? Well, of course you do. But well, I mean, I, I've uh, won a lot of times and made the finals a lot of times. Oh, well. Eventually, sorry. it can't be luck every year, right? Like after you win six championships and you make the finals the other every other year except for one. Like, I don't know. Oh, what are you saying? Tom Brady's the greatest of all time? That's not what I said. I said I'm the greatest of all time. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but he's better That's, at real football than you are at a fake football. Uh, it doesn't matter. By the way, the but, man in the arena, you you can't watch it. You can't. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to. There's no way. You would be so angry at how much you like Tom Brady. I don't think that would happen. I think I would just be angry at Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> uh, right. My fantasy well, I don't team, have any I've fantasy. Also, yeah, I've also. I, say, I don't have any advice. Um. I uh, I also made the championship game, despite Matthew Stafford and uh, James Robinson trying to torpedo my team. I'm not sure how I survived. I put up a garbage number. Fortunately, the guy I was playing also put up a garbage number. So uh, I got I really did get lucky on that one. I put up 88 points. Guy I was playing put up 65. Uh, he unfortunately had Tyree Kill, McLaurin, Miles Sanders, Kaseki, like just all-time terrible stuff. Um, Keenan Allen laid an egg for me. Um, Matt Stafford did horrible. James Robinson got hurt. So I I struggled through. But uh, I left I left Penny, Rashad Penny, and Ronald Jones on the bench. That stunk. They could have gotten a lot more points than James Robinson did. Um, also, Keenan Allen, I could have put almost anyone in. That would have helped. So I made some bad decisions, but I got fortunate. I got through to the championship. Hopefully a little better week this coming week. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens. I, I'm debating whether to start Zach Ertz or Dalton Knox. I'm waffling back and forth. Not sure what to do there. Uh, mm. I'm also struggling between uh, Penny and Jones. Got to start one of them this week. Um, I'm so I have, Jones. I have a... Uh... So I, at a point I was really weak at running back. It's not really now. So I did just have Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones, and I had really nothing else. But now I have Chase Edmonds and Rashad Penny, along with Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. That's a strong um, running back group. That is pretty strong. So uh, my dilemma this week is: Do I start Pittman in the flex, or do I put Edmonds in? Is Connor back next week? I don't know about that. If Connor's not back, I think it's for sure Edmonds. But if yeah. not, then it gets sketchy. But they're playing at Dallas. I, so. I'm aware. I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. <laughs> right? That's tough. Yeah. That's um, yeah. I don't know. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna die with the idea that the Dallas defense is really good, and if. I lose because I don't know. Oh, I hate that. I think they Anyways, are all right. We, 
We got to make some game picks. Let's get those. All right. Uh, I, d- I don't know if I did good last week or not. 90? Is that good? Yeah, same thing. I ended up with 90. So, yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, uh, I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Uh, Pro Football Focus had a suggestion on who might be the next quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who was their suggestion? Matty Ice. Really? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that... I don't know. <laughs> it's not that crazy. I, that's maybe less crazy than Aaron Rodgers. But I, I think it's more likely than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers traded to Atlanta, I think makes sense. I don't know but if that makes I, sense either. What if what if Jacksonville trades Trevor Lawrence to Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers no. and then signs Devontae Adams? No. What if they do there's, that? There's no way. You don't think? I uh, no. no state tax, it's warm. I get all that. They got a jacuzzi in the end zone. Does that? That would be incredibly right. short-sighted of them. I think so as well. Uh, I kept saying Derek Carr to Pittsburgh because I thought that made sense. I actually think Derek Carr to Cleveland makes a lot of sense. Mm. To be honest, I, I, all right, that works too. All right, Falcons and the Bills. Bills. Same. Giants and the Bears. <sighs> I don't. Is Justin Fields playing or Nick Foles? I don't know. That doesn't matter. The Bears. The Giants stink, dude. They're so bad. I think I agree. The Giants are. The Giants are way worse than I thought they were going to be. Yeah, they're horrible, man. Just horrible. All right. (laughs) Chiefs and Bengals. This is a good game. Very good game. Um, Very good game. Man, I'm so excited to see Joe Burrow and and Patrick Mahomes play. Big game Burrow. I hope that catches on. Good name. Um, Man, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, I'm going with the Bengals because it's in Cincinnati, and I think this is going to be – they are going to be hyped for this game. This is a big game for the Bengals, yeah. They'll be up for this. Um, I think the defense makes a couple stops that probably help them win. I still don't think the Chiefs' offense is all the way back. And Clyde Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out. Yeah. I don't know if that matters that much. I think it does. Honestly. I don't know. In the grand scheme of them, I, I don't know. All right. Dolphins and Titans. Titans winning streak ends. <laughs> I got the Titans as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Raiders and the Colts. Um, this is difficult. I'm going to take the Raiders because I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be able to play. He might be able to because of the new protocols where mm. fat, unvaccinated say, people can test out in five days. It depends completely on that for me. So, but I will, from what I heard, I thought he self-reported symptoms, so he was having symptoms. So I think him testing out in five days is probably not likely. Yeah. So I, I'll go Raiders on that condition as well. Carson Wentz doesn't play. If Carson also, Wentz does play, see, I'm switching. What if what if the Raiders make the playoffs after all they've been through? 
it would be impressive. I think that only solidifies that uh, there's no coaching change there if they make the playoffs after all this. Yeah. All right, we got the Jaguars and the Patriots. Patriots. Yep. Buccaneers and the Jets. I mean, Bucks. By the way, this is a game the Bucks could lose. It just feels feels like like one of those games. Whatever, I'll take the Jets. What do I have to lose? (laughs) I'm in last place of the people that actually pick. Well, I I mean, I think I'm second to last. <laughs> um, <laughs> why are we doing this? Why, why, why are other people not telling us what to do? <laughs> well, I mean, like, I legit just didn't pick for a week. Well, that's true. I did that for a week and a half. Yeah. I guess still, I should get I missed a couple Thursday games. I missed an entire yeah. week. Yeah, so, I did that. Know, that. I guess that's, that's my essentially excuse. what I did, too. Yeah, yeah, look at us. That, that's my excuse. Also, I stink at this. Um, all right, the Eagles and the football team. Mm. Mm. Man, so here's the deal. I think the Eagles are going. <sighs> they're doing better, but they also barely scored in the first half against the Giants. Yeah, I. I mean, I agree with the Eagles rising. I. I don't think the Eagles are great. I think I'll take Washington. I mean. I th- I was gonna take Washington too. Yeah, I think Philly. they want to play Dream Crusher. Philly. Come back also, to Earth. Jonathan Allen in Oh yeah, uh, Deron Payne. On the sideline. By the yeah. way, that that right hand missed. That was a big right <laughs> hand, dude. That was a big right hand. That was a like, big swing by a big you, man who was very angry. Could you, could you imagine getting in the middle of those two? Oh no. I like Man, those are two very, very, very strong individuals. All right, Rams and Ravens. I got the Ravens. I hate, I kind of want to do the Ravens too, but. I think it's the Ravens because I don't think that the Rams are playing well. Yeah, I I feel the the same way. Who we think the Cardinals stink. They. Beat the Vikings, who we know stink, especially with no Adam Thielen. Yeah, I, I don't. The Ravens stink, but they are always in games against much better teams. I agree. So, I don't. That's my. Yeah, I'm going Ravens too uh, for a lot of the same reasons. Broncos and Chargers. I guess the Chargers. Yeah. Who knows? They lost to the Texans. Yeah, I know they could. The Davis Mills Texans. So I feel like the Chargers are one of those teams that if they make the playoffs, they're either going to get blown out or beat somebody they definitely shouldn't. Like they're they're they lose. They're very much dangerous. They also might not show up at all and be completely horrible. All right, Texans and Forty Niners. I'm actually two Texans. What? They're not going to win two in a row. They won four games all year. I don't know. I just, I want to root for them for whatever reason. I, yeah. All right. Well, have fun. All right. Cardinals and the Cowboys. I know what you're going to pick. Yeah. Give me the cards. Even though you know they're not going to win. You know they're not going to win. Come on, cards. You, Come on, cards. Let's go. One time. Know. One time, Arizona. <laughs> you know. 
Cliff Berry's gonna Cliff Berry. Cliff Berry, yeah. Cliff Berry. <laughs> King, it's King somewhere Berry. between a it's somewhere between a Cliff Bar and a Dingleberry. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Let's go. Oh, oh get that hair right. gel just right. Uh, let's do this thing. Panthers and the Saints. Yuck. Uh Saints. Yeah, they somehow have less quarterback problems than the Panthers. (laughs) No, isn't that crazy? That's the worst. God, that's horrible. Like, I think in Carolina they they should just like. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them doing the old golf team maneuver to see who's going to tee first to see who's going to play quarterback in Carolina. Just let's all stand in a circle, toss a tee up. All right, you're in for this quarter. Just. Hey, we missed we missed the whole thing the week before where they were having kicker tryouts at the beginning of the game because <laughs> their kicker couldn't play, so they just like had random players out there trying to kick off and kick field goals. What a mess! Does that have you seen the movie Invincible? Yes, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, does that just harken back to just open tryouts? Let's see who's got it. Uh, well, it was open tryouts for people on the team, so quarterbacks and receivers were trying to kick. I didn't see any linemen, which I'm a little upset about because I bet you there's a lineman that could boot a ball off the... Yeah, he could at least hit it hard, if nothing else. All right, well, hold on. Speaking of hitting hard, did you watch any of the West Virginia game last night? I did not. It looked like it was filmed on someone's iPhone 3G. <laughs> What's up with the horrible camera quality at all these bowl games, right? Well, it's wait, terrible. what was a guaranteed rate bowl? Who cares? Yeah. Well, Who cares? You know, I, I told myself I wasn't going to watch and then I turned it on. And then I had a friend post on Facebook. He said, uh, oh, our left tackle just got thrown to the ground like a rag doll. And I was like, in his defense, if he actually <laughs> gave our quarterback time, it probably ends worse than a sack. <laughs> yeah, it only gets worse. The more the time odds the ball stands in Deggie's hands, our, our odds of winning go down. They had a six foot nine, three hundred eighty pound tackle run a fullback dive for a touchdown. <laughs> Those numbers are not made up. That is the real thing. That's six crazy. foot nine, three hundred and eighty pounds. That's insane. What are you supposed to do as a defense? I don't know. I mean, the defense actually played good. They only gave up 16 points. Yeah, well, that's... We only I mean, we only scored six. It's not our anyway, problem. All right. All right. Speaking of terrible, Lions and the Seahawks. Get them, Lions. Let's go. Detroit for the dub. I'll take, I'll take the Seahawks. I don't want to. I want to take uh, the Lions. I, know I am rooting for the you. Lions. I'm rooting for the Lions. Well, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm picking them. Let's go. Well, I'm also rooting for the Vikings and taking the Vikings over the Packers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm taking the Packers. The Vikings are not good. They're not. <laughs> give me them Brines. Nah. Let's go Steelers. Get them Steelers. Brines. Pick them up and put them down. <laughs> Dude, the, 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 oh, the Pittsburgh dad for the Chiefs game was hilarious. I got to watch it. I haven't seen it, it yet. It was so good. It's one of my favorite things on Mondays, which is a Monday night. You got to wait all Monday night to see this. I know. Anticipation will be at an all-time high. We're going to get the win. We're going to do it. We need to. <laughs> we. I want to. 
Let's get eight wins. Let's go. So he, here's the deal. The only way that the Steelers win that game is if for some reason the Browns decide to throw more than 15 times. But you know they will. You but know they they're going to do that. They don't have to. Nick Chubb but could rush for 400 yards. But they're not going to rush. They're going to call 35 pass plays. Why they 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 probably will, which is going to irritate me because Nick Chubb's on my fantasy team, and I need him to go off on the Steelers. Well, and he probably he should. He they could. stink. They, he is. They can't he will only stop be limited run. by the play calling. He will be limited by the play Whatever. calling. Whatever. I'm, counting, the on it. Of the I'm year. counting on it for this win here. Hey, defensive player of the year, runner up TJ Watt. So maybe he'll do something. Probably not. He's going to get a few sacks. We know that. Because that's what he does every game. He's going to keep Pete's Not if they don't throw it. He can't get sacked if he doesn't throw. That's true. And as easily as it is to run on Pittsburgh, they shouldn't. But they will. They're going to throw it. Yeah, I don't. Good night. I. (sighs) These teams, I don't understand what they're doing. You have Jonathan Taylor, a lead in the second half, and you throw three times. (laughs) Why would you do that? Why would you ever do that? By the way, WVU last night, they get the ball backed up in their own end. They're like, oh, we should throw three times. Then like, they get the ball, they run the ball, they get a first down. Then they drop back to throw, get sacked, sacked almost to safety, incompletion, and have to punt. Like, It's so horrible. I don't know. And as much as Pittsburgh throws the ball, they do the same thing every single time. They did on uh, the other night getting trounced, run the ball on first down for seven yards, throw, throw, punt. There we go. It's so aggravating. Uh, it's so uh, run from the shotgun for seven, eight yards, throw, throw, punt, or maybe we'll uh, pick it off or something. Lucas, are you going to adopt a new team in the playoffs if the Steelers don't make it, or are you just going to be a miserable person? If the Steelers don't make it, I will adopt a team. Uh, Colts. Do you have any Colts? Is that the team you're going to adopt? Uh, easy to root for the Colts. I like the Colts. I like Wentz. I like Reich. Um, Colts are easy. I also, I hate the Bengals, division rivals. I really like Joe Burrow a lot. So you might catch me, you might catch me rooting for Joe Burrow a little in the playoffs. Um, Big fan of that guy. So Colts, easy to root for. Probably going to pull for them. Also really like Burrow. Yeah. Tennessee is always my default. Yeah, I like to root for Tennessee. Tennessee. I, I would like to root for the Rams because I love Matt Stafford so much, but I really don't like Jalen Ramsey. See, but I don't I have really, a problem because my team is in the playoffs. Well, they we won might their be division. Too. We might be too. It's the, mathematically the entire possible. AFC. The entire AFC wants them in the playoffs. All of them. I don't. They care. want that matchup. I I don't because they know they're going to just dominate. I don't care. I just want to make the playoffs. Let's just, here's a hypothetical. What if the Steelers win the next two games, make the playoffs, and get a first-round matchup against the Tennessee Titans, and Derrick Henry comes back? You cannot Uh tell me you're going to be excited for that. (laughs) No, I won't be excited for that. (laughs) That would be miserable for you. Our tackling is awful. Our run defense is awful. Derrick Henry. I don't know if any... I don't think anyone would get close enough for him to stiff arm. 
there were such huge holes a few times. You know that camera angle where it's behind the quarterback, you know? They've shown some replays yeah. of that. You could have, I mean, you seriously could have picked three different massive gaping holes and just went for 15 yards through any of them so many times. Kansas, I mean, well, golly, I remember back in the old days on like NFL Live where you had Jaworski and Merrill Hodge. Yeah. Merrill Hodge would been like, you got a seal here and you seal here. You know what that gives you? An alley. Alley. Yeah. Alley was his favorite word. You got an alley right yeah. here. Yeah. yeah him with the alley. Alleys. John Madden with the boom. Yeah. Boom. Hey, they, they started replaying some of the ads during the documentary and you hear John Madden come out. He's like, boom. Tough acting to acting. How did I forget about tough acting? Transported to another time instantly. Yeah, like I was like, oh, dude, I remember this. What, what, what a hero! He saved so many people from athlete's foot. Tough acting to acting. Yeah, like he's just like bursting through walls like the Kool Aid Man. (laughs) Oh, dude, he was such. He was so awesome. You got to go find that documentary and watch it. It's so cool. I might have to. Unlike the Brady one, I'm actually interested in this one. Which, by the way, uh, side note, I did get a Peloton, part of a yeah. Christmas present. Um, I have not raced against any former professional football players. I will say um, I uh, was not as good on this as I thought I was going to be. So, <laughs> oh, humble pie. Like, oh, old booger McFarland's on there, like in the 550s all the time, like his output. I was like, oh, okay, we'll try this. So my first ride was 175. Oh, I was like, well, that's not very close. And I was dead. <laughs> like I was dead. Cause I was watching the number and being like, I like, I got to catch the 60 year old that's in front of me. I should be able to at least do that. <laughs> I did Dude, not. There are some wicked 60 year olds out there. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, long story short, I've increased, I've gotten better. Uh, it is one heck of a workout. It's so cool. Uh, anyways, yeah, I haven't raced. I think I have a better chance of beating Troy Aikman than Booger. Um, I also follow Roy McElroy, so maybe I'll ride with him sometime. I'll never see him on the leaderboard. Yeah, good luck getting close to that. Yeah, he's uh, he's up there too. So, um, anyways, yeah, yeah, there we go. That was my last little bit. I hope everyone has a wonderful new year. Absolutely. I hope that the Steelers lose. I hope the Cowboys win. We're going to do it. Oh, the college football playoff. Who Who's going to win those two games? Who's in Alabama the championship? And then someone else in Alabama. So I think it's going to be Michigan and Alabama. I think Michigan beats Georgia. It'll be a really good game. I also think the Cincinnati game is going to be much closer than 10.5 points. Yeah, I hope Cincinnati wins. Like I, I think the, I think their offense is better than Georgia's offense, way better. I don't know if their defense is better, but I think their defense does make a cause a lot of turnovers. But I mean, Alabama's receivers are normally thirty yards away from a defender, so who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Have a wonderful new year. Yep. Uh, be a friend. Tell a friend. There we go. See ya. See ya.